0: Yeah, well, now I am recording, so now I am actually a member of this podcast again.
1: Well, welcome back, Matt. Uh, Welcome to my podcast. Um, I've renamed it to uh, Elite Ori's Ass, which is both biographical and I think it's really going to sell us on the explicit tag, which we haven't used so far.
0: We We basically just use it to say Cranking Hog over and over again. That's right, yeah. So, like,
1: you know, that's when people search for explicit like they want like they want the cutting stuff. So, I'm giving it to
0: them. They're looking for that all that ass description that money can buy. <laughs> Everyone and welcome to Elite Full Restore, your favorite Pokemon podcast over 10 episodes as of the end of this recording in the future.
1: I got sick. I'm sorry. It's not my fault.
0: Well, it's like, you know, illness, work, severe depression, you know, just the usual things that keeps one from recording a podcast. But we said we'd record in February and it is still February in both of our time zones currently.
1: It is February twenty eighth for the next t- two hours, so let's 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 do we, this. We we will
0: get this in. It's not going to be up in February, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Because yeah. there's no way in hell I'll ever edit anything that fast. Uh, you but... should know
1: better by this point, honestly.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, my Pokemon playing in the last month has been me actually using the Festival Plaza.
1: Uh, my Pokemon playing so far has been me turning on sun t- in order to get beans because I'm always thinking about those beans. And I've been playing through the red, blue, yellow uh, virtual console games and their ass. And I'm going to get to that in a minute with my hot, hot take. We have a
0: whole segment laid out for that later. But we actually have like an organized episode structure for once. So we'll, we'll go piece by piece through everything. I wanted to start with a little competitive update uh, one of the things that we were talking about when we had uh, Patrick on was like the fact that Pokemon's scene doesn't seem to have much coherence to it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of it is just uh, official Pokemon-run events, which are infrequent, especially if you live in like far geographic areas, or if the main competitors in the scene live far apart, you're only getting the good matches around like the internationals and the world's tournaments. So, a couple of eSports leagues have started running invitational tournaments that are, like, invite-only. And they basically just grab people who are not only uh, good in the Pokemon scene, but also just, you know, popular. So that they each bring their own audiences in to watch these tournaments. There was a Geico tournament last weekend, uh, at which our friend of the show, Aaron Cybertron-Zang, competed and got to the finals.
1: Yeah, th- this is interesting because it, it brings up what we were, we, we kind of touched on this when Patrick was on the podcast, um, but it, it it's the more TPC events that we have that aren't directly run by TPC, the better, because that means they don't have to stretch their staff out as much as they do, and I don't know if y'all know how many people work for TPC, but it's very, very few, and like, maybe like... A tenth of them work in the quote unquote esports like segment, so it's it's good that they're they're finally like relinquishing their miserly hold on tournaments, so we can start doing this ourselves. So very good.
0: Yeah, they basically they very they really uh, they loosened up the uh, what it takes to become like a Pokemon professor, which is what they call the person who could run tournaments and stuff. I don't actually know if the Geico tournament was for championship points i believe it was i I remember seeing
1: something going around like the nugget bridge like things and like it was a cp after this tournament kind of thing but yeah
0: wow yeah because well it's uh the the amount of cp yield from a tournament depends on the number of entrants so it wouldn't be too high for an invitational tournament that only had eight people in it but at the very least there was cash prizes
1: plus we got the the whole megastones bit
0: which we'll, we'll probably get to in a second well, that that's that. Those are for the those are for the the, the those are the online ones. In game yeah, competitions, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, the 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 Geico tournament was like a resounding success. There was a ton of people watching it. Like, relative for Pokemon, obviously, because we're not we're not going to be start we're not going to be pulling League of Legends numbers anytime no, soon. But but it's uh it's still very very encouraging. And I really hope like the uh, the buildup throughout the season leads for a really really uh, productive international and worlds. On that note, the U.S. International Championships are June thirtieth to July second at the Indiana Convention Center. Uh, so, hey, I could go to Indiana. That's not that far. That's a northern state. Indianapolis
1: is 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 fine. Um, here, here are some hot hot hints. Um, if you do end up going to the the, wait, is this the national championships or the international championship?
0: The the uh the international, the ones that are four times that are, they they run once every uh, sorry four times right, a year. Right is there like the inter- international or there's basically replacing nationals I'm pretty sure this year.
1: Well, I I highly recommend if you have the chance to go to that even if you don't feel like competing and whether or not there is an LCQ which I don't think we have confirmation of yet. But um it, it's still really fun to go and just like play and just watch everyone everyone compete. Usually get like free stuff just for participating too. I have like an old ass shirt from yeah. like when I went to Nats back in two thousand ten or something like that, it's it's a really fun time. Everyone in the community is super sweet and uh, lots of cool people there. Plus, Indianapolis has like the biggest like freestanding Dunkin' Donuts that I've ever seen, and it's it, like it's worth the horrible, horrible like searing desert like winds because there's no mountains to buffer anything like a normal like fucking city you know but it's it's a yeah good time.
0: and the uh the pokemon uh, the pokemon regionals there's one in toronto that's running the same weekend as like the comics festival I go to every year so that's going to be like a really really busy weekend
1: wow comics someone's a
0: nerd okay you run a pokemon podcast with me don't worry about uh, it shut up anyway uh and then worlds are in anaheim august 18th to august 20th
1: which is actually doable for me but I'll never go. That's
0: like, it's like fairly well. You have to, uh, like, you have to gain the championship points to be eligible for it. And like, just uh, imagining it's gonna be just like last year, where like non-competitors like don't get to just show up and watch.
1: Yeah, but you can still like just go and have fun. It's still cool. Yeah. You should get like a like a Jurassic Park thing going, like they do for like Toronto Raptors games, and just like raise hell in the parking lot until they let us in.
0: Yeah. Oh my God! Just get a ton of nerds outside. That sounds horrible. Hell
1: yeah. Sounds very stinky, actually.
0: <laughs> so the uh, all the Megastones that run unav- unavailable in the game are being distributed gradually through competitions. Uh, we took too long to record this episode, so if you guys didn't register for the competition that just ended last weekend... Like me! Uh, you you won't be able to get the Beedrill or Maile Megastones until they just eventually release them later, which they said they'd probably do. It's just early access. If it was exclusive, it would be stupid.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good way to get people started in the online competitions, but if they make it like these ones are only locked and we have to check your your trainer ID to see if you're in a competition kind of that's going to get really out of hand really fast.
0: Well, it's it's it was annoying to sign up like every battle competition. Oh yeah. But the new battle box system makes it a little easier cuz you can just register stuff without having to move them into your battle box all the time. You can do multiple teams now, is that right? Yeah, yeah, you can do okay. 3 whole teams. Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just uh like grabbed a bunch of like Tapus and uh, uh, Ultra Beasts and stuff that I'd trained because like they're the only things I've trained so far cuz I just uh I just plopped them into the uh, the EV training place in Pelago. Oh, well, that's I yeah, had like makes it I had so like earn it, I had I had 35 Pokémon to EV train at the same time. And all I had to do was make like this, I I made like basically a spreadsheet for it, but I basically passed everything through in like four rounds. That's like, it took me, it took me a couple of days of like actual past time, but like the amount of time that I actually had to spend doing the EV training was like like less than an hour. Yeah. It was less than an hour total. Like just that, that includes me like calculating the, where's the best time to take people in, put them out. What, like how many rounds I have to do for everything. It was like really really easy all things considered. Yeah. Uh the next competition is a single battles competition. Uh Ooh. you're able to use Pokémon. You're able to use Pokémon from the Kanto and Alola Pokédexes and you get uh the Pidgeot and Steelix Mega Stones for this one. Pidge- I really love Mega Pidgeot so like I I'm definitely doing it. I uh, forgot what Mega Pidgeot looks like. <laughs> I I just I just know it has higher special attack and no guard. So it has Oh, no he's hurricanes. got the
1: crazy hair. Yeah, okay. He like everyone yeah, everyone talks mad shit about like emo Absol, but like this is like emo like this is like American idiot Billy Joe Armstrong. Like this is this is what they were aiming for. Cute is what we yeah, aim yeah, exactly. for. If you get that suggestion, I'm gonna send you a Pokemon card in the mail. If you get that reference <laughs> is what I meant to say. <laughs>
0: Uh, just uh, leave a comment on our web zone and ori will send you a yeah Pokemon tweet
1: card. at me if you understood that reference not only are you a piece of shit human being but I will literally send you i have i am staring at a I am staring at a chandelure Pokemon card from like four thousand nice. sets ago I will send it to you in the mail. <laughs>
0: Uh, mo- moving on to more Festival Plaza related stuff, uh, the global mission number three was the first global mission that was actually successful. The first two were resounding failures.
1: Yeah, what was that? So, Those, the last two were like, what was it? Like ten percent participation or something? Like ten percent of the goal. Like, the
0: first, the first one was with ten percent of goal. Uh, <laughs> the goal was to catch the goal was to catch a hundred million Pokemon, and most people couldn't actually figure out how to register for it. God, that's amazing. so. That was I the so problem with it. that one. Uh, The second one was to do Pokemon in the Island Scan, and that one was just limited by the fact that you could literally only get two a day at most. Like, at the absolute best, you could only get two a day. So uh, that one got to uh, roughly 60%. This one, uh, number three, was uh, GTS Trades, and we went all the way back to the days of Pokemon Black and White 2 and resurrected the Magnemite Coil all the way so back everyone, to Black everyone, and White too. You. I
1: feel so fucking old now. <laughs> don't say it like that. Okay, one, I, you
0: know, I am older than you, <laughs> so don't give me that shit. Very true. <laughs> and two, um, basically, the Join Avenue in Black and White 2 is very similar to how Festival Plaza runs in that it's mostly inscrutable until you get it going. And uh, the only way you could get guests to show up in Join Avenue is was to trade Pokemon on the GTS unless you were seeing people in person very often. But like Pokemon friends are, Pokemon fans are a bunch of loner nerds and they didn't have Street Pass at this point. Yeah. So basically, your only chance was to do trades on the GTS. And someone wanted to figure out what's an easy way to trade a lot of Pokemon on the GTS. And someone just figured Magnemite's close by. Magnemite's cute. It's kind of technological, so it fits with this kind of thing we're going for here. And then its name in Japan is literally just Coil. So they called it the Magnemite coil and English and Japanese players and eventually everyone else were just you put up a Magnemite and ask for a Magnemite.
1: Can I talk some mad shit about the GTS real quick? Like I I know like back in the day, like we used to like put up rare Pokemon for whatever reason and just do like level nine Lugia or whatever it is. Let me tell you something, friends. This has gotten really old, really fast. It's been like three gens now, where I'm staring at Pokemon that I need to finish like a section of my decks or some shit, and I, I, you're like, I, I just want a Petalil, like help a sister out, like I, I can't. I mean,
0: you can literally set it so that one Pokemon that are legendary just don't show up. Oh yeah, I'll do
1: that, Matt. Uh, No results found.
0: Yeah, but like Petalil is everywhere. I was it's not I, hard. I just
1: I literally like said the first thing. Okay, uh uh, uh sit, sit uh I can't think of a pokemon. Uh Haunter. Do you want me to just Do you want me to just <laughs> do you want
0: me to, just, do you want me to just give you one? I will I'm an give embarrassment. you
1: embarrassment. No, here's what I want you to do. I want you to load up the GTS right now and I want you uh-huh. to literally just search search for a scissor and see see if you have anything in your boxes that you can trade for for a scissor.
0: I'm literally going to do that but I'm going to like continue through this part of the of the episode cuz you are derailing me here. Yeah, that's my job. I'm the comedy relief. So like the go- yeah, cuz I'm just talking about a bunch of boring shit. Yeah. Um <laughs> like, what so do you want from me? <laughs> we were tra- when we were, when they were trading a bunch of magnemites, I kept finding them in like different pokeballs and I literally just just decided at some point that I was going to collect magnemite in every single pokeball that you were able to get it in. I'm gonna, so that's a thing I'm I did. Try, I'm
1: gonna trade you one in a. It's, it's gonna be a hacked one in a in a safari ball.
0: You can actually get one in a safari ball. You can't get one in a park ball or a cherish. Sorry, ball. I
1: meant a I meant a park ball. The ones from uh, uh, what's it called? The um, bug catching contest. Bug catching contest. Sorry, oh, yeah, the
0: the sport ball is what they're called in uh <laughs> sp- park. Golden Source server. The sport I know. Ball. Like you know, Sports. it's just, a, just it's just a sport ball.
1: Um, hey bro, let's play some sport ball. Throw a touch pass for the home team.
0: Anyway, long story short, we completely like and utterly crushed that goal. Like there was over four million trades done. There was like a stretch goal where they gave you a friend ball because they know that the nerds who play this game want those like limited use pokeballs and a lot of them.
1: A friend ball and a bunch of
0: points. And they also they also give uh like rare candies, and then of course like a ludicrous amount of festival coins that you can lose use to level up your plaza. Which is useful if you want like bottle caps, because I have so many bottle caps from using this stupid plaza. Uh the next mission uh literally started today and it's to collect battle points in the battle tree and it's already beaten. It was was the goal? The goal was two hundred and fifty thousand battle points in the battle tree. Oh Jesus. And the stretch goal was five hundred thousand, and both of those were smashed within the first day. (laughs) See the thing is like at first no one was organized enough, but now we're too organized. (laughs) like it it's ridiculous how well organized everything is, so essentially, if you just go uh you have to register for the mission in the festival plaza and then you just go get three battle points from the battle tree, you'll get five rare candies, a heavy ball, and between two thousand and you get either two thousand or four thousand uh festival coins, Damn. depending if you've actually registered your game or not all right so it's it's really 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 good mm-hmm. um i am I am now loading the g t s so I'm gonna see what I can get for a Scizor Hey Ori, did you know this fun fact that uh, Scizor and Scyther along with Pinsir are the only Pokémon legitimately available in all 27 in-game Pokéball variants? What, uh,
1: Dream Ball? Yeah, I guess they are. The, what about the the red one? Cuz what's the name of the it? The
0: Cherish Ball, yeah. uh, the, both Pinsir and Scyther were distributed with their hidden with with a uh with a Mega Stone. Like oh, sorry, it was Pinsir and uh, I think Scizor were distributed with a Mega Stone. Huh. And uh, You were able to get them in their special ball. That's a horrible phrase. I'm never saying that again. In
1: their special ball. Hey, Matt, do you have a charm ball for me? I mean, a cherish ball. See, you literally just told me what the name of that was, and I already forgot. That's fine.
0: Yeah, I got two. Two. Anyway, okay. Here's what people want in exchange for a Scizor. Okay. Porygon 2. No. Lugia. No. Latios. No. Lunala. No. Blastoise. Moltres. No. (laughs) Nah, <laughs> I only have one. Zapdos. you No, not getting that.
1: Zapdos, maybe. Dialga. No.
0: <laughs> A different Scizor. <laughs> uh, Reshiram. No. What? No. Giratina. Gira- Gira- no. Sorry, Giratina levels 1 to 10.
1: Yeah, see? Yeah, it's fucking garbage. <laughs> I don't understand what... Which... That actually is possible. A level one to ten Giratina? No.
0: Yeah, you can get it from Heart Gold and Soul Silver in that event where you bring an Arceus to the uh, to the unknown ruins, and then Cynthia shows up and brings you to that the t- the Tenjo ruins that are like way north Johto, and uh, Arceus will d- will make a Palkia Dialga or Giratina for you. At level one? At level one. Why? A little baby.
1: Because little, little it's creating. Baby.
0: It's just a little baby, and you can actually do that for multiple Arceus as long as they're different. Weird. Uh, That's weird. We got Kyogre. We got another Scizor. Okay. What? Reshiran. What am I? Okay.
1: Okay. You've proved my point. Like that. Like what? What was <laughs> one of those? Was a non-like legendary, and most of them were level one to ten. Like, yeah. It's fucking. I'm sick of it. Stop it. This is a. This, it, you, this it, is. Ridiculous. It used
0: to be so much worse, though. It
1: really did. It's gotten better, but not by much. Like I would say, like maybe. Twenty percent of the like trade requests now are like stuff that I can actually fulfill after like putting everything in bank and into my suncar our cartridge, but like it's still just like just a, it's just it's such a clusterfuck. I hate the GTS so much.
0: Uh, the QR code teams that they promised uh, when the game was launching are finally out, but don't use them because it complete it actually embeds your uh, your game sync ID into it. And people can use that to access your account. What the fuck? So, like, there's two, like, really prominent data miners on Twitter. Uh, there's uh, Cyrus M. And there's Kazawar. Like, and there's Pokemon PhD. There's three of them. They're they're the guys that they've essentially been doing the bulk of the data mining. And Kazawar is the guy who made PK Hex. So he has, like, a really intimate knowledge of, like, the Pokemon save files and everything. Oh, okay. And essentially, the second the QR code t- teams came out, they, like, looked at one and then, like extracted out the data and like they embed identifying information into them because the only way you can actually use like you can't just take a picture of a qr code for some reason you have to be logged into your pokemon global link account so the qr code that you're using so the qr code that it generates contains their like their information but also your game sync id so it can sync it to your game which is a really stupid way of building it
1: that's really weird. That feels like someone can, like, reverse-engineer something and, like, yeah, exactly. send something from... Th- I mean, I'm sure it's not, like, possible, because that...
0: Well, it's going to be like when they figured out the the GTS exploit in 4th Gen that allowed you to think you were taking your Pokemon back from the GTS, but it was actually just injecting a Pokemon into your game. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. was a okay. super good exploit. I loved that. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um. Either way, I'm still going to link a... Uh, one team that uh, was was given to me, essentially just to uh, farm battle points in the battle tree, because it's a Durant with Entrainment and Dig. So you just you use Entrainment, you give the opponent Truant, and then you just dig, <laughs> 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 so it never hits you. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
1: Oh, it's you again. Goodbye. Oh, it's you yeah. again. Because,
0: like, the thing about... That's the one thing that's most exploitable about the AI in Pokemon <laughs> games is that they rarely switch. It's like, you, it it's like you're, in-
1: like, falling asleep and someone, like, is, like, an inch closer to you every time you wake up, but you're fall It's like you're narcoleptic, and, like, you can't control it. It's like... It's like a horror movie where you just keep falling asleep and the monster keeps getting closer to you. That sounds like owning a cat. It's That's what owning a cat is. Literally owning a cat, yep.
0: Uh, Pokemon Bank is out, so um, I'm sure you all knew that by now.
1: Yeah, You. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we're sorry for being bad.
0: Uh, we're going to like focus. Like, there's one thing I just want to say first is that if you put a Pokemon in Bank and don't download it to your sun and moon game. You can still download it back to X, Y, and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Once it has been in your sun, game, sun or moon game, you can't send it back. You can put it in bank, but it can't go back. Because essentially what they do is they're converting the Pokemon, like the individual Pokemon file to the new format, and they did not put a way to convert it back because why bother? They, yeah. Most people are going to be transferring things forward. Just assume but, it's
1: been like through Pokemon Transporter, like you, you're just yeah. Like, you're um, the but then there. you're
0: going to be like me, and you're going to transport all your legendary Pokemon forward for the purpose of EV training them, and then forget that most of the moves that they need to be useful are tutor moves, which are not available in the current generation.
1: Oh, that sucks. Or you can just be like me, where you just not bother with that, send everything forward, and then trade in all your games for that sweet money.
0: Yeah. I never trade in games. I, I have a problem. I, I like just hoard money. Them like a gremlin. Um, one thing is that you can transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow on the virtual console, oh, uh, which can net you some sweet exclusive moves. Uh, you can get Double Edge on a couple of Pokemon with uh, Reckless and Rockhead. You can get Body Slam on a, uh, a Sheer Force Tauros, which is like a much stronger move than you'd get on it otherwise. You can get amnesia on a Poliwhirl and thus get it forward to a poly toad, which is pretty good for for a rain team. The only issue is that sometimes when you evolve Pokemon uh, that didn't evolve till later gens after you've transferred them, it will recognize them as illegal Pokemon, which is super fun, and I really hope uh, that has been fixed. <laughs> because I don't think it has yet. Uh, Ori wanted to talk about how bad red and blue are, so I'm going to let them do that.
1: Okay, these games are held together by duct tape, and I cannot stress this enough. Like, there are so... I want you to... Okay, here's... Okay, dear listener, here's your homework for this evening. I want you to go to Bulbapedia and look up all... Just look for list of glitches in Generation 1. And the ensuing page is, like, something you cannot, like, parse in one sitting. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, from the second you open up Pokemon Red or Blue or Yellow, when it shows you Nidorino, it plays Arena's like, sound. And you just know it's all going to be downhill from there. Okay, I accidentally, and this is a true story, I accidentally did, like, one of... So there's a specific glitch in Red, Blue, and Yellow where you can... You essentially... Make this thing called Glitch City, and you can you can you can you can do a bunch of different stuff to like mess with your game. And so what I accidentally did is when you're in Pewter, and your Pikachu like falls asleep because of the Jigglypuff, it like it stays there, and you can just walk around and be like, oh, that's that's kind of funny. And if you're off screen and walk around too much, like if you want to, I don't know, like talk to the cable lady or just like walk around it will, like, fuck your game up. And it's, it got to the point in my yellow cartridge where I tried to go and evolve my Alakazam, but when I went to save, my play time counter said it was 255 hours, 59 minutes, and then it would, like, load up the, the trading menu and then lock me out, and on the other cartridge that I was trading with, it, like, connected to no one. Like it connected to a, a random person who had a Nidoran male and nothing else, and their name was E apostrophe. And like it, I, <laughs> I almost, I almost like broke the other three DS. I am not kidding about this. It is so. This these games are so bad. And I just, I just, there's so much. Like you can, you can run these games. Like back before Minecraft was a thing, these games taught you how to like. Run arbitrary code execution because you could like, you, you, you should look up some of like the speed runs that were done that like, Matt, have you ever have you ever seen like GDQ or anything like that like Shenanig- oh, yeah. Shenanigans and those po- other guys. Pokemon
0: Yellow, Pokemon Yellow completed in about fifteen seconds.
1: Yeah, like there's there's one. There, my favorite guy is named Shenanigans and his he he literally has like you can look it up on YouTube. I think he did it last year or the year before that. He literally finishes Pokemon Green in forty five seconds. Like. He, Great. He gets it, walks up route 1, does a couple things and then like just like walks right and then he's in the fucking hall of fame with a with a fainted like charmander or some shit. Like it's just the these games are are straight busted. It's ridiculous.
0: Man, one of my favorite things with Arbitrary Code Execution is that someone figured out how to um like alter like item interaction location tables, so like location tables for stationary Pokémon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you can, so, yeah, like this is that's how you do like speed runs of like 151 runs where you like just fill your yeah. Pokedex. And you can like you literally just mess, you overflow your your item table with the coin yeah. case, and then you just like you essentially just throw away potions or Pokeballs until you're at the at the thing you want. Do the teleport glitch, and then you just it just spawns.
0: It's yeah, no, no, but so like even stupid. better. I mean, even better than that. So someone figured out how to do an arbitrary code execution to make it so that Mew actually appears under the truck. Yeah, that's Shenanigans. That's the same guy. Yeah. That was Shenanigans. Yeah. Okay, and, like, the best part about it is that he made it so that it transmits when you, like, when you do link trades. Like, it's a, vi- <laughs> is it's really? a virus. Is it really? Oh, that- my yeah. God. And that ev- it even works on the virtual console copies. Obviously, that Mew can't be traded forward because the only Mews that are counted as valid have, like, a very specific OT and ID and stuff. Well, you can change uh, that. You,
1: just, you, you essentially just have to... You would have to... You'd, you'd have, have to set
0: it up there at the start, and then yeah, you'd have, you'd have to. Have to the you would name your ID. person
1: like GF or whatever, and then like do the execution for your trainer ID, and then yeah, is secret ID in red and blue. I don't even remember.
0: I don't think so. It wouldn't but even it be probably... that hard.
1: Then you would just essentially soft reset until you got the right trainer ID. Name your guy Game Freak, and then like just. It... I
0: mean, there's literally a hundred thousand possibilities still, <sighs> just... even if there's no secret ID.
1: Well, you could. Yeah, there's, there's. I'm sure there's some way. Like you can you can like bypass evolutionary stones if you like fight with like a Growlithe or an Onyx. like
0: oh my god I love that it's so
1: stupid yeah, there's so, there's so many stupid fucking I hate this game I hate these games they're the worst
0: Great balls are Man. better than
1: Ultra balls like did you know that <laughs> yes did you know that? I hate that that's like, that's the worst thing you don't even need to buy Ultra okay more 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 exclusive glitch <laughs> news that's been around forever so in the catch rate for red and blue the Great Ball has a has a, has a value of eight, and the other pokeballs have twelve, and it is not explained why this is the case. But essentially, a Pokemon with one HP left when you throw a Great Ball at it has the same chance of being caught as having any hit point value of a half or less. <laughs> like, are you fucking? This is, I hate these games, man. They're the fucking worst. I could literally go on about red and blue glitches all day because there's just moronic things. Like it's just, it's, it's awful. It's awful.
0: Uh, are you, are you going to trade over some good guys? Like, or is there anything that you actually want to trade over that would be useful to you? Well,
1: I wanted to trade over, uh, like a magic guard, Alakazam and like some other shit. That's kind of cool. Like, um, what, what else was on there that I liked the, um, ugh, fuck, uh, not no guard, Machamp. Cause that's not a thing. Um,
0: it's not its hidden ability, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you have what, to get a, you, well, you get a steadfast one. Machamp.
1: Yeah, fuck. What were, What were some of the ones you did? Because I, I know there's one I, I can't think of. It. I'm I'm so heated about glitches that I
0: there was the there was the amnesia polytoad. That was the one I was most excited about getting. That's eventually. a cool one, like amnesia yeah. poly wrath. Uh, but yeah, the the oh, best uh, one. Nine,
1: t- nine t- I like drought nine tails. I think that's I think that's cool. But that's just me.
0: Are there any good moves that it learns particularly from first gen not that would be good gen. to carry no, forward?
1: It, it's, like, one of, like, four Pokemon that learns Flamethrower, but, like, apart from that, like, there's, there's yeah, it's not really helpful cool for it. Eh? Yeah,
0: the fact that everything that you get from red and blue is locked to its hidden ability is kind of unfortunate for transferring a Chansey over, because a Chansey, and thus a Blissey, with a Serene Grace Tri-Attack would be super annoying. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Because, like, 40% chance of random status with, like, a decent power stab move would be very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, you can get tri-attack on a couple of things with that, but a lot of things will learn it anyway, so... What's that one... There's a couple TMs
1: that I really like that are available in Red and Blue, and I I'm not thinking of it right now. One thing I have noticed while playing Red and Blue, like, I I caught a star. You Like, essentially, like, my goal for this, like, my run through of Blue right now is just... just I essentially blow through the game until I get a You like South of Fuchsia. At like you get it at like level fifteen, and save your Ice Beam, Thunderbolt, and Psychic TMs until then. And it essentially learns Surf, and then you can just deposit everything else in the boxes because it doesn't fucking matter anymore. Like it just yeah. blows through the rest of the game. Like it it it. Man, it's that so reminds good. me.
0: That reminds me of something crucial. Something <laughs> crucial. Uh with the like initial usage stats and um uh, and tiering for gen 7 that we went over last episode both gengar and starmie have lost their permanent OU status they have been OU consistently gen 1 to 6 and they both dropped down to UU with starmie his, uh, with generation. i i didn't know
1: starmie was OU last gen too i didn't i've never it was it wasn't
0: OU at the start of the gen it was OU uh, by the end of it, though. That's weird. It wasn't even, like...
1: It just hasn't Cause changed in a long time. It had
0: good... I think it had good tutor moves that it wasn't uh, getting uh, otherwise. Oh, okay. Because I think that's going to be the case again, though. It's going to get some tricks back up its sleeve. It might end up back up there. I don't know about Gengar, because he, uh, he lost one of his, his prime possessions right there by losing Levitate. Yeah. It... But I'm sure someone's going to make Cursed Body work.
1: Yeah. It, like, we used, we used Cursed Body a lot in whoa what was that sorry like fifth
0: gen fifth gen with jealous battle
1: net just like freaked out at me um no uh this was the onova dex year uh curse body jellicent was really really cool like having like that 30% disable was really interesting the problem is that jellicent had the bulk to back curse body up and i don't know that gengar can really like Rely on that because he's so
0: fragile. Well, I'm gonna say no, he can't because yeah. he's frail as shit. Yeah, there's, I,
1: I just, it's, it's, it's. Cool I feel like there's it's better abilities. thematically accurate, but it's, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. There's
0: probably a better ability they could have given to it, or like they could have given it something new. What is a better Cause it better? Because it just seems, it seems like they just slapped cursed body on it because like that's a thing it has. Scary. Like they could have given it insomnia. That would have still been thematic. Yeah. Could you imagine a Gengar that's immune to sleep? Yeah, that, I i do like that one. Up, Even that like be...
1: bad dreams would be kind of cool on it. That'd be a bit OP because well, he, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have access he wouldn't have access to Dark Void. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So... I mean,
0: Dark Void sucks now, as we've been over. Yeah, it.
1: but I mean, it, it's it's still it's still better than Hypnosis by a long fucking shot. Um, yeah,
0: well, just because it could do doubles, but it's less accurate than Hypnosis now. Yeah, it's fifty accuracy recall. Um, what else would be good on it?
1: corrosion would be kind of cool uh, i'm still
0: mad by the way that corrosion doesn't enable poison type moves to hit steel types just poison status yeah stupid <laughs> it's stupid this is like the fourth episode i've been mad about this in. although it's going to come up in a discussion topic we have later um Emerge- no, so Yeah, no, something poison pacing would be cool too really
1: make- hold on i'm, I'm rabbit holing this now what what other what other abilities would be good on gengar um
0: shadow tag <laughs>
1: Illusion as a hidden ability might be cool.
0: Well yeah, now that it doesn't have levitate, they could actually give it a hidden ability.
1: Yeah. Infilt- infiltrator makes sense to me. Like that it, he's Ooh, still yeah. He's still like glassy, but it, like it doesn't make him like completely Borked. Like Noivern gets it, but he, he's still fragile, so
0: Yeah. Um, Crobat can make good use of infiltrator as well. Yeah. Uh but like no yeah, Gengar could make great use of infiltrator. Just cuz it wants to be able to hit, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like it it like
0: there's not like a lot
1: of situations where it would like not break a substitute anyway, so.
0: Yeah, but it's just you're you're hitting right through it. Yeah,
1: you're just smacking it. Yeah,
0: I really like that. I, that that's that's something that could be that they could probably consider later because they've they've shown that they just they they will retcon abilities apropos of nothing. They don't care. Yeah, that's why I want more, like I want they, more
1: Pokemon with Protean too.
0: For, for, like, yeah, was the, they real. they've literally uh, there's been situations where you've had they've had an existing ability and it literally. Changed because, like, for things like uh, there was uh, Dream World Chandelure, it had uh, it had Shadow Tag, but they never released it. Yeah, and then they uh, changed and it to something
1: else. This is this, this gen or was they, it last gen? It was
0: in in six gen. It got Infiltrator. That's that right. Gen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, there are ones where like they literally had the ability and it would immediately change once you transferred it. Like uh, they changed uh they changed Scolipede's hidden ability. I don't remember what it was before, but they changed it to speed boost. So if you had a hidden ability Scolipede it would just change to speed boost. Oh, that's cool. Man, and I like yeah. I,
1: I do like changes like that. I think that's 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 really the fact that they're doing things like that and like making it not weird is very I think yeah. it's very healthy.
0: Whereas, like, most of the time what they'll do is if they introduce a new ability where it didn't have one before, like, if they only had one out of the two slots filled for their basic ability. Right. Uh, if you transferred them from old gens, they'd keep the old ability, but they had a chance to switch when they evolved. So that's true of uh, that's true of uh, of Wingull. If you get a Wingull with its basic ability from an older gen, transfer it up, and evolve it to Pelipper, it could just switch to Drizzle. Huh. So it'll just end up with Drizzle. Because that's a thing it can do now, which is uh, which is super good. Interesting. And that's how I managed. That's how I managed to get an extreme speed Linoon with Gluttony, even though that is not a thing that would be possible otherwise. <laughs> All
1: right, do your um, do your shitty Pokemon Go thing.
0: Uh, Pokemon Go. Or going to vape through this one. I won't be too long. I'm just or you can you can actually speak to this just a little I'll bit. I'll talk about it a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, so me me playing uh Pokemon Go now that Gen 2 out is just me remembering how good Gen 2 is. Yeah, it's really. Like there good. are there are not there aren't stinkers in that gen. Like every They're time really something not. new comes up, I'm like this is really good. The only thing is like man, I wish all these Pokemon would evolve now and not in 2 years when they release Gen 4. Seriously. The other like, thing
1: it's really made me want, like I, I like so like my my D and D group like goes like during like ten minute breaks they'll go on like poker walks and stuff and so it's it's cool to see people like getting back into it and stuff again. I just can't play it anymore, but the 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 one thing it's really made me want is gold and silver virtual console releases before this switch like just destroys everything on the 3DS and everything it's ever loved. Yeah like I I mean we'll see how that goes. I back. think
0: the 3DS is still going to be around. I think like, it will be. It, it, it's it's too It serves a different it it serves a slightly different audience. Yeah, it does. And I think yeah, I think one it's, thing... it's
1: just made too much money at this point for them to like. Yeah. Well, and we say that every time with Nintendo consoles, like especially the popular ones, but like I I don't think it's a good idea for them to just drop it at this point in time because it yeah. has such an established player base now. Like,
0: well, they, I mean, like they merged their dev teams, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna drop the 3DS entirely. Uh, one thing that people found while they were data mining the Pokemon Bank update is that there's like different game IDs set for every source game, and there are game IDs set for the Pokemon uh, like the Game Boy Color Pokemon games. Like, they're not set to gold, silver, crystal, but there's just three blank IDs that are sitting in there that are between the ones for red, blue, and yellow and the ones for, like, ruby, sapphire, emerald. So, like, huh. they can... They, they left the space there. It's still a thing that's possible. So that's a thing I that could so. happen. They introduced a couple of extra mechanics into Pokemon Go to go with Gen 2, uh, including evolution items. So basically, these items are a complete random drop from Pokestops, and you need them in addition to the candy to evolve shit, and it's complete fucking bullshit, and I hate it. It
1: seems like it, because it seems like it's just randomly spawned based on, like, where you are, and... It's, it's just...
0: extremely rare for them to come yeah. up. Like, I got a bunch, but I was in Toronto for three days, like, swiping a Pokestop every, like, two seconds.
1: Yeah, that's that's the main problem with it, is is if... <sighs> it seems like the RNGs for, like, everything still haven't been fixed, so, like, e- e- even no. if you're, like... By yourself and doing things, you're still gonna get just shit, just shit, 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 just complete if, garbage. Yeah, if you're in a like a group, even if you're like in a group around with other people, the RNG kicks in and like other people are taking the bad hits, and so it just you have more generations of good things. Yeah, it's and I just don't like that.
0: Uh, there are actually two different ways to get Espeon and Umbreon in the game. So just doing random evolutions of 25 candy will pretty much I think it always yields the. Um, Vaporeon, es- uh, Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon. It does it the first nickna- time, if I remember right. Yeah, that's what with the, with the nick, if you nickname them Tamao, S T A M A O T A M A O, and Sakura, you can get um, Umbreon and Espeon, respectively. I but it's them still up on just that first there. time, right? Yeah, okay. that only works for the first time. But you can also put an Eevee in like the buddy system and walk it for 10 kilometers. Uh, and if you do that during the day, like, you hit that 10-kilometer mark of the day, it'll evolve to Espeon, and at night, it'll evolve to Umbreon. Oh, that's cool. I kind of wish they did that for all the happiness evolutions, uh, but they did not. So, most of them are just evolved by candy. Like, the primary thing, like, the they, they just mostly have evolution items for things that branch, and for things that they want to be, like, relatively hard to get, like a scissor.
1: Uh, like Politoed and stuff, yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyrogue, instead of making it so they have to have equal attack and defense to get hit on top. it's just, uh... If, <laughs> if talking H- about
1: the most bullshit thing ever, by the way.
0: Right? Well, in, in the games, like, you're able to adjust your EVs to make that work. Like, it's not <coughs> too hard to get it to happen in the games. Uh, in Pokemon Go, it'd be completely bullshit, because it's just IVs. They're completely random, and you can't change them. Uh, so if your HP is your highest IV, which you can, like, you, when you, uh, inspect the Pokemon, it'll tell you, then you get a hit on top. Hmm. It's easy. So, like, whatever, whichever stat is highest, HP gives you Hitmon top, Defense gives you uh, Hitmon Chan, and Attack gives you Hitmon Lee. So, that's pretty simple. Also, all the Hitmon Lee and Hitmon Chan candy got converted to Tyrogue candy. So, if you're like me and you hatched, like, three of each of them, you're fucking swimming in it. <laughs>
1: I'm rolling in it, bro. Uh,
0: and until, like, I think sometime next week, there are... Party, birthday hat Pikachus to celebrate Pokemon Day. Pokemon Day was yesterday, by the way. It's, uh, Pokemon's 21 now. Pokemon can drink in the States.
1: Pokemon, this Bud's for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, boys. Alright, that's it. We got through Pokemon Go. or you're alive. I'm here. And I'm queer. Uh, Get used to it. We just, we just have one more little discussion topic. So, like, I've, I read the Pokemon subreddit every day because... I don't know. I hate myself and I want to see people have bad opinions. Uh, But (laughs) one thing that comes up often is people will do like little bits of like theory moning. Like how can I change this? What could we change to make something better? And I've actually found like a lot of really, really good discussion topics, most of which I've saved for future episodes. But one that I found that was really good that we can do on this one is what are some moves you think should have type matchup exceptions so that moves that will act differently, from the normal type chart, in some way, based on the flavor text of the move. The example that was given uh, was freeze dry, which, as you know, as you may know or may not know, is super effective against water, yeah. which makes it like four times effective against a ludicrous range of Pokemon. Yeah, like Ludicolo, and Gyarados, and Kingdra.
1: Yeah, it's cool. The one of the other ones that I have actually like seen others talk about. Um, Zach Cataquax brought this up. Um, the Sky Uppercut move, it hits like fly and bounce and all that. It should really hit flying, super effective. Like it's it's. it's it, just I don't even too... think it should hit. It, it
0: needs to hit it super effective. Even if it just hit it neutrally, yeah. I would be happy. Yeah,
1: I I think that's that's a good middle ground for it, but. Um yeah yeah it's just it seems it seems like a rare miss um acid hitting steel type super effective would be cool but i I feel like sky uppercuts the real miss here, especially if we have yeah. stuff like like freeze dry uh
0: diamond storm hitting rock type super effectively I think is a fun thing yeah, I like that too it because yeah, like rock hits rock neutrally, which I always forget Di- uh, diamond but like show just diamond matt yeah just going straight with that most hardness scale right there. <laughs> Um, someone brought up that Bonomerang should be able to hit flying types. And that just kind of gives me that, that brought me into like another idea, which is also a future discussion topic, which is like Pokemon should just be given a quality of either levitating or not levitating like above ground or not above ground. They should remove the immunity to ground types entirely. Most flying types would just qualify for it anyway. So you're and saying then, stuff like that is like flying do, do, do type, but duo, still
1: rests on the ground shouldn't be. Okay, I see what you mean.
0: Like Doduo and Dodrio, all those guys. Right. Yeah, and I agree. And then with that. like, because then one, you know, like it's like you don't need to give flying type to some things that need to that are flying. Right. Uh, you would, you'd be able to just give this like this. Quality of not hit by grounded moves to a bunch of Pokemon, including Pokemon with Levitate, and then you could give Pokemon with Levitate different abilities to make them, you know, give them more shit to do. Well, like, at what and... point would
1: that be, like, taken away? Because you, you could also have moves that have that same feature, like, doesn't hit levitating Pokemon while not being a ground move. Like... Um... I'm trying to think of an example, but there are there are certain moves that like their would only affect the ground, right? So like, like the
0: the terrain the terrain moves, like they'd be immune to terrain moves, for yeah. example.
1: The one I, the one I'm thinking of off the top of my head would be like um, like they'd be I'm immune to spikes whirlpool and toxic spikes. for some reason. Like that's the first thing I can yeah. think of. Like just something yeah, that's, like yeah. rooted on the ground, and like that shouldn't be able to hit like. A talent flame, like
0: yeah. So essentially, this would just be like a new category that would work on top of the existing type chart, right? Because it's a thing that they're able to do anyway. Yeah, like this. What uh, it's like the reason that uh, people would say, like the reason why uh, why spikes was made a ground type move was so flying types could be immune to it. But that's not really necessary anymore because Toxic Spikes was there, and like you just say, they're immune to this. Yeah. And so essentially, all it would be is one flag. Yeah. Like no, I just like, that. like coding, coding wise, it wouldn't be complicated. And then, no, thus, not at all. you would essentially
1: like, just give it a different flag and like let it. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then yeah. moves like Bone and meringue, Earth Power, all these would just you just be able to use them because there'd be no reason not to. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, was Acid was one that was brought up a lot. Um someone said chip away should be super effective against rock types I thought that one was just really cute.
1: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um what else would it be Like there are some like most like, of the ex- electric moves that I feel like should at least like hit ground move like like wild, wild charge. charge. Yeah. Like that 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 seems more like a like a tackle to me. Like it would hit it neutrally cuz like obviously the electricity wouldn't work yeah. but it would function the same as takedown. So I don't know. I think that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, and then also just like It'd be fun if there was more dual type moves, like Flying Press. <laughs> yeah. Flying Press is such a fun idea, but just such a bad combination of types. Yeah. Give. Does it in- you know what? Nothing- you
1: know what's a, I, does Incineroar learn Flying Press?
0: It fucking does not.
1: That seems like a really, like. That seems like a hard miss. Like, that seems. That's a missed opportunity. I don't like that.
0: That's an even bigger missed opportunity <clears throat> than the fact that it's. uh... Exclusive Z move isn't even a real moonsault because it's a forward front flip. Oh my
1: god, are you serious right now? Did you just do that a to me? <laughs> a
0: moonsault? A is a fucking backflip and he does a front flip. Like, how do you fuck that up? Oh my god, I can't believe it's you just like they've did that never even watched wrestling before. <sighs> Like they named their Pokemon the Heal Pokemon, you think they're leaning right into it, but clearly they've never even turned on a wrestling match before in their life. I'm so mad at you right now.
1: So what would it be? It would be it would be Scorching Suplex. <laughs> that works. That's yeah, fine. There you go. I mean, it's Damn. a dark t-
0: it's a dark type move, but
1: hire me, TPC. Moving on to questions. Here we go. Uh, Colin Executor asks, oh, God, here we go. Uh, if Machamp is the most powerful Pokemon, if all other Pokemon that are fighting type or otherwise, or dual type, they try to be even stronger and they get so frustrated they start to sweat, they furrow their brow, they really try, but it's not possible because it is so naturally strong by this very birthright. Everything that even tries is destroyed by the quest for power, working day and night and eventually wasting away Disappearing into the books is a failure while Machamp steals the light and shines so brightly in the annals of history. Um, Sure. Doomed Entertainer See, asks – wait, no, hold on. There's a different question. Okay. What would you do if- – <laughs> this is really good. What would you do if Concorde ha- came to have its loan repaid but you didn't have the cash?
0: Um, <laughs> Just answer the second <sighs> one. I need,
1: I need an answer to the second one. That's I really mean, good.
0: Okay. The answer to the first one is Cranking Hog, obviously. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. four arms. Yeah, he's got four. That's uh, the, what
1: he was going for. We all know.
0: The answer to the second question is I would just... I, I'd sledge his concrete, man. What's he going to do without his concrete?
1: <laughs> you just break it. Like, you just break and it. And
0: then he's going to go to make some new concrete, right? Yeah. But did you know that putting two pounds of sugar into one ton of concrete makes it useless? I did know so I'm that gonna actually. S-
1: Isn't that weird? I'm gonna
0: pour. I'm gonna pour some sugar into his goddamn concrete. He's gonna try to go like bring his concrete over to build a nice new building. The building's gonna fall down. He's gonna fail his professional ethics exam. He's gonna be his stripped. His uh, his engineering certification. He's gonna lose his job. He's gonna lose his wife. His family is gonna leave him, and he is gonna be depressed and sad. He won't give a fuck about my loan anymore.
1: You're just so you're so angsty about this conqueror because he literally just comes into your place of business and he's like, "Hey, I'm here to repay my loan," and he's he's paying you. And you don't have the uh, cash. It says to
0: have its loan repaid. I have, that is implying it's loan to me. No, 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 that no, no. no. I don't have the cash.
1: Yeah, wait, he's repaying the loan. I think this is a serious like failure on the part of the English language because we've got a couple like negative like double negatives in this question and I don't think we're I don't think we're getting the full story. So
0: I assume the conculder is collecting. No, no, no. Because otherwise the question's not as funny. <laughs> I go with my answer.
1: All right. Uh,
0: Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on.
1: Doomed Entertainer asks, which team boss do you think was the most interesting slash compelling? Alternatively, who is your favorite team member? The answer can be a team boss, but it doesn't even have to be a name character if there's a grunt that sticks out to you. Um, I really think that Lysander was the worst I've ever seen. Complete
0: fucking garbage. He was
1: ass. Like, I, I don't know if you've, like... I know you've watched the Nuzlocke run, but I don't. I don't know if like, all of our like listeners have like listened to or like watched Griffin's Nuzlocke run, and I highly recommend if you have like a desk job, just like set it up on YouTube and just like listen through the entire thing one day. But like, like Ly- some of Lysander's dialogue, I didn't even realize like until like listening to someone else play it. It's so bad. Like he just he calls you during like just in the middle of your adventure. He's like. I want to talk to you about how, like, just, like, the most random. All
0: people are disgusting. Bullshit.
1: Like, like, he's like, hey, I know you just caught a Muna, but I want to talk to you about how the world is a fucking wasteland because of people. Like, I don't, I'm trying to fucking, like, <laughs> I'm just sitting here, man. Like, I'm trying to catch
0: a Rotom. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Congratulations on your gym badge. <laughs> Do you have a moment to talk about genocide? <laughs> he's the worst. I hate him. The question is who we do we like the best though.
1: I know, I just like to complain. Um Um
0: uh, Most interesting or boss. compelling.
1: I think Archie I mean, definitely like, had the best abs out of all of them. Yeah. And him sexy. Yeah, him sexy. Um who who else did I really like? I liked um I, I really I'm, liked
0: uh, I really liked Courtney and Tabitha, the the magma admins that were in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, they're Sapphire. cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, pause. I think they might have been in the original too, but just not with their not with like original spriting for themselves. I like, would say that Ruby like and Sapphire
1: definitely had the worst like reason for global domination kind of thing. But like, yeah, yeah. No, they, they definitely had the cutest were... character designs, and they were definitely yeah. like the most like charming. I guess. So I would probably say like any of them. I like Aqua just because I played through Sapphire and I liked Aqua, but that's just me. As far as like uh, like their admins actually being,
0: as far as actually being compelling, goes, I really did like N. Like I loved the story of Black and White, and uh, like I I, like his like personal journey and the personal journey of like the actual boss of the team were obviously at odds with each other, and the fact that that kind of played out in a way that he's like, well, fuck all this then. Yeah. Uh was actually super nice. Yeah. And I, like that. I hope they bring N back in some form in the future. I also really like Lusamine. Or Lusamine. Or Lusa, Lusamine. Lusa.
1: Yeah, she was batshit crazy. I like that too. That was yeah. Cool.
0: And like I love that they have facial expressions now so they can like, you know, convey it. Yeah. And then it's of course like her journey her journey involved perfect precious angel Lily. So like perfect compelling journey for me. Yeah. Just like yeah. I loved. I I really liked their their whole bit. Yeah. Their whole dynamic.
1: Sun and Moon were good games,
0: but just like I don't know why they just like decided to like keep mentioning this Professor Moan and then like have us go to the Pokepelago and see that he's there. And why <laughs> don't they know he's there? Here
1: he is, my father, this Professor is... Moan. He's like, welcome to Pokepelago have some beans yeah, like, my...
0: like what happened to you sir are you okay <laughs> my dad my dad that went missing and my mom went crazy <laughs> he's right here he's on an island that's in the same fucking tiny ass region he's right fucking there i know where he is do you the... want me
1: to take him take me to him He's just
0: thinking about those beans.
1: He loves beans. He just loves beans, and he wants to all of your beans so he can make your island bigger. And he will not take money. He will only take beans that have been growing on his island, and he could get them himself. But he's too short, and his hat is too big.
0: Drew asks the important question, what are polytoads? What are they? (sighs) It's a great question. Just, what are they? Just, you, you, you ever think about the fact that there are no other green frogs in Pokemon? Every other fucking frog is blue. What? Look at all the other frogs, and they're fucking blue. <laughs> and Politoad is there, and he is green. What?
1: That's wrong. No, 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 wait a minute. Oh, my God. I know you're right, and I
0: don't want you to be right. Krogunk? Blue. Toxicroak? Blue. Seismitoad? Blue. Like, the, pre-ev- the pre-evolved forms of... Oh, polytoed right. which are tadpoles they're all fucking blue i just so Googled like green what frog are... and most of them are <laughs> green
1: and I, don't, I don't see a lot what... of blue frogs what man, even are even, even tentaquil is blue
0: tentaquil oh man so alex Leafcrunch asks where does tentaquil fit into the meta as of now
1: Okay, here here's the problem with quote like I really love I did some I did some base stat calculations and I didn't realize do did you know he has a hundred base stat in every single like every single yeah, yeah. stat? It's
0: ridiculous. He's like functionally a legendary Pokemon. Yeah.
1: I, I, I think that it's probably a really I know what they're going for with flavor, where at level ninety nine he learns Splash. But I, I I really disagree with that. I feel like I feel like at the tail end of any like Pokemon's move set it should be this is like best move so like if we put if we just switched puke blood and splash i think it would be like a much better move set and i feel like puke blood like it's a staple you know like it's yeah. it's got to be on every move set i so mean, I feel people, like if people people will generally puke blood then you're okay but if it's splash blood you know, or a... there's just no incentive
0: yeah, yeah. Puke Blood works really well in a uh, in a doubles meta because it hits both opponents with a blood splash and it right. uh, it, it reduces their special attack like like a, by like just a normal amount, but like a double <laughs> reduction to special attack is nothing to sneeze at. No, not at all.
1: Sketch is a and really course, interesting inclusion. I for, I actually forgot that Smeargle was not the only Pokemon that learns Sketch. Um, yeah, of course. So it really opens up. You know, you you've got stuff like it, it can learn. Um we've got you can you can sketch Mind Reader to go along with Fisher. That's that's really that's really dangerous. Um, uh, you can
0: just straight up give it V create. Yeah. You know, yeah. one hundred one hundred and eighty power, uh, physical fire attack.
1: Yeah, it is a bug psychic though, so you can't really like it's it's not it's not something that it's not gonna get stabbed, so it might it might be yeah. better used for something else. But I, I do I do like the inclusion of sketch in there.
0: Yeah, it just gives it a little bit of versatility that you wouldn't expect from uh, such a simple-looking blue frog, spinny creature that pukes blood. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, with with the one thing that it can do with Splash <laughs> on its move set, uh, if you transfer your Tentacool up to Pokemon Sun and Moon, you can give it the normal Z Crystal and use Z Splash and get that three boost to your special attack. Uh, I'm sorry, to your didn't attack.
1: Think of that. That's, that's good. yeah, that's yeah. A good Z Splash
0: out. and then uh, and then you could pop that. Uh, that Earthquake on there, maybe that Twin Needle, and twin uh, needle, V-Create yeah. that you can get needle, from spat- Scratch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, uh, I think it could do uh, some really, really good things in both the singles and doubles meta.
1: <laughs> Pickupack asks, What abilities would it be more fun of to see... What abilities would it be fun to see more of in the meta game, whether or not they're actually viable? Um, less... I want more Hail... Um so more snow warning. I want more I want more of that. Yeah.
0: But... I like that they finally gave uh they finally gave the double speed ability mm-hmm. to Hail. So the only things that learn it so far are Alolan Sand/ Slash, and Sandshrew, and uh Chew and Beartick both get it now. They're the only things that have it so far, which is a shame because like it needs a better spread to actually be useful. I think the real thing that is needed is more Pokémon need Ways to be immune to hail, and hail needs to have more passive benefits.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like if it had so, something like, like like that that sandstorm does for rock types, where you get the yeah special the special defense, defense boost, boost. That'd be really cool.
0: Like it could give a physical defense boost mm-hmm. to ice types because like it's just you're gaining like an ice arm, like it's just sticking to you, and you're just getting some armor. Yeah. Like even just something like that, because like God knows that ice types need as much fucking help as they can get. <laughs>
1: They're fucking real, like. Like let's not let's um, not fuck like around here.
0: Aurora Aurora Veil vale was a nice start. Like a move that uh boosts the physical and special defense for your team it could be used up for up to eight turns with light clay held. Uh the only thing is that Aurorus doesn't get Aurora Veil. Vale. Can yeah. we just talk about that and how fucked up that That's is for a moment?
1: A, it's such a miss. Oh my god.
0: It has like completely garbage distribution. Uh, but yeah, no, there's there's plenty of other abilities that I think could uh that could see more limelight and it would be a lot of fun. Uh, now I just wanna, one like, pop one up ability of I
1: really want to see more of is uh, adaptability. Um, I the Porygon Z was like one of my favorite glass cannons back in fourth gen, just for like the fucking wonky shit you could do with Hyper on Porygon Z. But like, there aren't what besides him gets that because I know it's not a
0: lot. Uh, Mega Lucario gets it. Yeah. And Mega Beedrill, Mega yeah, Beedrill Yeah, but here's my it.
1: counterpoint to that. Um, Mega Lucario
0: is bad, and I Mega hate Mega Beedrill's super good, though.
1: Mega Beedrill's cool. I really like Mega Beedrill, but uh, Mega Lucario Eevee, can Eevee be
0: get me. Eevee gets it as a hidden ability. No, it's a uh, which ability. you could. Can...
1: It's hidden ability is abilities anticipation.
0: Oh, you are correct. Yeah. Uh, Corphish, and Corphish and Crawdunt get it as their hidden ability. Yeah. So I, I actually
1: gets it as its hidden ability, which is kind of cool because no yeah. one fucking knows what type Dragalgy is. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you don't know what to expect. But yeah, no. Crawdont makes really good use of it because uh, an adaptability aquajet off of it is a fucking. It's that just a, a bullet. It's really good, and then of course adaptability knockoff.
1: Ooh, that's cool too.
0: It's yeah, that's super fun. Uh, yeah, it has like a, a somewhat good distribution. Young Goose and, J- and Gumshoes both get it. Um, what let's else? have a look. Um... Infiltrator, we already talked about,
1: but I want. More oh yeah, Pokemon I definitely want more things to have Infiltrator or, or abilities like Infiltrator, Magic Bounce is one of my favorite abilities, and I love that pe- people started using. Um. Uh, our Inanimates Espeon after last season. It was so cool. One of my favorite movesets for him. In the Um, reverse,
0: I want less... I kind of want less of those abilities that change your normal moves to be a different type and then powers them up. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, everything that has those are, like, stupid powerful. Uh, Analytics, super fun. Analytics is really cool. I used
1: to run some, like, crazy shit with Analytics Starmie. that was really fun. Like, you you gave it like like a like a quiet nature and some other garbage and it, it would like just it it was just it was it was super super fun um color change would be really cool to see yeah. i know that's stupid but i like color change and, and protean and like abilities like that that fuck with like the actual physical typing of pokemon yeah
0: i kind of want to i kind of want to see the reverse of bulletproof so like it protects the pokemon from some ball and bomb moves i want something that powers up those moves and I want mm. Octillery to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, yeah! Because it learns like
1: every single it gets one of sniper, those. Sniper though, right? That's, the, that's yeah, the crits, right? it's okay.
0: Yeah. Um, like, uh, there's a lot of abilities that were introduced in Gen Seven that are like they'd be fun to have them on more things, but they're like so specifically tapered to the Pokemon that it was designed for. One that like, doesn't uh,
1: have that issue and should like be on more Pokemon is Emergency Exit. I think yeah. that's really cool. Like, As if they made two chunky. of the
0: same ability and then gave it two different, like, names, yeah. and then put it on the same line of Pokemon. Yeah. Steelworker will
1: most likely be on some other shit, too. Oh, yeah. Some shit cool. is getting
0: Steelworker. I actually yeah. really like that as an ability. Uh, it it's, it's solving a different problem than my idea of, like, taking Pokemon with Levitate and just... Let letting Levitate be a thing so you can give them other abilities. It's taking the opposite problem, is where you want three attacking types and you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah. Which Pokemon has the most banging hairdo from Burgermeister.
0: Burgermeister Meister Burger. Sorry. Which Pokemon does have the best hairdo? So we could talk about like like Blaziken's like nineteen seventies share looks.
1: If that's your honest answer, you're dead to me.
0: <laughs> I just um, I want mean, like, that to be clear. Simis, Simisage's uh, Elvis Pompadour—that's definitely up there. Yeah, I
1: do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I got a sleeper pick. Um, I'm gonna go Cricutune because you did say just best hairdo.
0: Yeah, and mustaches count. Yeah,
1: I think must. I think facial hair counts. Um, it, it's um, definitely Cricutune.
0: Um Buffalant.
1: Buffalant's good. Buffalant's solid.
0: Yeah, like just. How can you say no to the fro? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's right up there. Let's move on to our final question. Dwellington asks, Hey, E4R, do you have any Pokemon YouTubers or other internet content creators that you recommend? I watch Aaron Zhang's videos religiously, and they are very good. Thanks, and good job on the podcast.
1: Yeah, actually, um, my, my buddy, um, uh, he he used to go by the, the handle Evan Falco, but um, his name is Alex Agloza. Um, he's a pretty big uh, YouTube sensation, actually. I first met him at the Seattle Regionals back in, God, I think it was 2008. That was back when they were doing, like, single elimination, like— garbage like all the time and it was he was a super super sweet kid um he's gotten a lot better he ended up winning nationals a few years back um and he is like one of the most like he has such a good like video presence i guess you could say like he's he's very suited for like those types of like explaining battles and like doing play-by-play and stuff and he's done um commentating before but he usually competes because he likes to compete and i i don't blame him because he's awesome at it but um yeah alex agloza um he's really good um if you're into I've, i've watched a lot of um a lot of a lot of gdq like the last couple weeks and so yeah uh shenanigans is one of my favorite guys um But uh, pretty much any of the guys from that group and their name escapes me right now, but we'll probably have it in the podcast description later. Um, But those two are are two I've been um, paying attention to a lot.
0: Yeah, um, I I was, I was just going to put down Wolfie Glick because he, yeah, he is just really good at explaining the fundamentals. He could be a little long-winded with it sometimes, but he will always, you know, separate it. He'll make a video that's more accessible that's just like the battles, but he'll make the video where he completely comp- explains everything in detail, goes over why he chose something, and also will go over what he did good, what he did wrong when he goes over tournament uh, results. And, of course, he is the current reigning world champion. Uh, makes it a very good reason to keep up with them. I actually just started following a bunch of uh, of YouTubers, like just through Twitter. I, can you look at you could look at people's following lists on Twitter if you follow them, right? I think yeah. you could look at them anyway. Um, just like scroll through our uh, following list because I've been following VGC people left and right on the Elite Full Restore Twitter, uh, which is always linked in our description and linked on every single website where it's possible to link it. Please, more people follow our Twitter because, like, our Tumblr has vastly outstripped it. I never post to (laughs) that. Um, but yeah, generally, it just uh, since the scene is building up to more like they're they're getting people who are well known in the community and good battlers to battle each other more often for prizes, for money, for glory of some kind. Um, it's gonna be a lot easier to follow people going forward. Like, say you only followed Aaron Sang, if you just followed him through the weekend you'd have a minimum of seven other people to follow because that was an invitational tournament for eight and oh, yeah. uh every everything is always related also he was on our podcast remember when that happened
1: yes yeah he's he was that episode three he was back episode in three he was yeah, our first so guest wanna, yeah if you want to hear him like actually like break down like how he approaches battles and like team building and stuff like that it's actually a pretty good listen um, yeah,
0: he also talked about a lot about his uh, his commentary because that that mm-hmm. was what he had specifically just just been doing was uh, was doing Worlds commentary or yeah. uh, Nationals commentary. I don't remember which one it was. It, it would have been, been it would have been it would have been Nats because it was in June. Yep. Worlds wouldn't have happened yet. <laughs> uh, so we're, that's it for the episode coming this to you week. Live
1: from the future.
0: Yeah, relatively goof's light, I suppose, this week except for some of our questions. Yeah, we did, but. Okay. Uh, Uh, We'll just leave with our usual thanks to Bulbapedia. Uh,
1: Give me a second. Yeah, okay, I got one. (laughs) Uh, Pokemon cards are the focus of the Pokemon trading card game.
0: (laughs) Thank you, and uh, see you all next time. And by see you all next time, I mean you'll see me next time, but not Ori.
1: Yes, I'm getting married, uh, god, next week, next Friday, um, so I will not be here for the March episode, um, we are hoping to have Zane in, uh, filling in for me, and, uh, thank you in advance, Zane, I appreciate it, if you can't actually do it, um, otherwise, um, I personally will probably be back in April, um, because I, my schedule for March is obviously going to be fucking destroyed, so, um. Hope you enjoyed my last appearance on Elite Full Restore before Zane replaces me.
0: Bye!